At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Whether it's a rear end by a clown car, <laughs> or a grizzly taking a quick dip in a pool. We know home and auto insurance, and we know you could save an average of 20% when you bundle the two. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome back to Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily. I'm Mandy, and I have a strong sense of deja vu. This is... I feel like we've had this conversation before in the past week, I think. And not Um, just because Glee can't help reusing plot lines. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, This is take two of this episode, because we somehow fucked up. Actually, we didn't fuck up. Yeah. The computers fucked up. I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say it was technical issues that were not our fault. Yes, this we had some technical difficulties wherein only half of the conversation yeah. got recorded, which, while funny, uh, yes. not terribly insightful. Yeah, probably <laughs> wouldn't be actually that amusing for anyone to listen to all the way through. No, would have just been a lot of pauses. Uh, and a lot of random insults to Mav, who is not yes. here. No, she cannot speak. And cannot speak for herself, so we'll be telling you what we think she would have had to say about certain things. I mean, we know her pretty well. I think that you could just go ahead and assume anything we say is absolute truth. Yes, and it's definitely. Yes, we will be telling no lies, and no falsehoods about Mab's feelings about anything that happened in this episode. Only genuine, authentic opinions that she Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely has. Yes. Um. So enjoy those. Uh, so this is the Rumors episode. It is season two, episode 19. Uh, it aired all the way back on May 3rd, 2011, which I'm told was a real year. I don't know if I believe that. It sounds <laughs> fake, but okay. It sounds fake. It sounds like it either occurred three days ago or 60 years ago. Yep. And honestly, I, I can't tell the difference anymore. Um, the Glee Wikia rundown of this episode is as follows. Sue progresses her devious plan and sparks anger in the Glee Club by resuscitating the school newspaper and posting rumors. April, who returns, suggests Will joins her on Broadway and also suggests he has the Glee Club perform songs from Fleetwood Mac's album, Rumors, hence the title. Do you see what they did there? Clever, clever. Uh, <laughs> things stir up. They're so clever. Things stir up when Finn and Rachel suspect something shifty related to Sam, and Santana still finds it hard to come out. This episode was directed by Tim Hunter and written by Ryan Murphy. Um, yeah, so I, I suppose we could have opened up this episode with the fondue for two theme song, but maybe we'll just like drop it in right here. There's some stuff that happens in this episode. Yeah, it's not the worst episode of Glee ever. It's not the best, but it's also not the worst. Not the best. It's not the worst. Um, 
you know, we'll try not to vainly repeat the jokes that we told each other a week ago. But we probably will, because I'll be honest, I've already forgotten most of what I said, so I won't know I'm repeating myself. Yes, and I don't know what I did six hours yeah. ago. So, frankly, who knows? Um, but yes, yeah, so we have the introduction of Brittany's internet talk show, her YouTube show, Fondue for Two. Um, which is fun. I like fondue yeah, for two. It's a, because we get Lord Tubbington. It's a cute little, like, recurring thing that we probably should have done more often. Some some of the other things that they use as recurring plot lines. Yes, and it is perhaps the precursor to Kevin and Jenna's podcast. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Maybe that was setting the stage, laying down the Some tracks, planting the yeah. flag. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so in, in this first episode of Fondue for Two... Brittany uh, outs Santana by saying she plays for the other team. I mean, she kind of outs her because Glee wants you to believe that (laughs) Brittany is both, like, startlingly mature and also doesn't know any sort of entendre at all. Yes, exactly. Which is a problem that we have had with Brittany the entire time. Yep. Um, And it comes up in her storyline, I don't know, halfway through the episode? Maybe longer when... Yeah good old Artie approaches her. So I guess before we get into the specifics of the various things that happen in this episode, the overall theme is that there are rumors swirling in and amongst the Glee Club about things going on with Sam, who gets a backstory, some more nonsense with the Great White Blob, um, and Shu potentially ditching the Glee Club for the Great White Way. And uh, all these never done that before. They've never had that storyline before, and all these tensions and rumors and things swirl around, and everyone hates each other, and everyone's super mad. Uh, you know, for forty-two minutes until they all work it out in the end, because they couldn't possibly extend this over a few episodes. No. No, that wouldn't that's have. That's not made. the Glee way. That is not the Glee way. Um, so I guess we take it rumor by rumor. I don't know. How do we want to redo this? Because I don't remember what we did the first time. I don't either. Um, Like I said, this is basically new. This is all new Um, to me, man. Why don't we start with the least interesting? Which means we have to quickly judge what the least interesting is. (laughs) Um, I'm going to... I'm going to say that the least interesting is... Is it shoes? I mean... Yeah, I suppose it's the least interesting because we've done it so many times and there was no... So, Shu's storyline is that April Rhodes returns to Lima, Ohio and wants to have her own Broadway production about her life. And she wants Shu to join her on on the Broadway. And I guess Glee wants us to think that he actually considers it because that's his big dream. His, um, his His dream deferred. But, like, in no way was I ever concerned that Will was going to leave. No, absolutely not. And it didn't feel like the episode even took it that seriously. It was, like, a reason to bring April Rhodes back. Yes, which is fine. Which I'm not complaining about, yeah. I mean, that that's fine. I would rather her just be like, hey, back in town, let's sing some yes. songs. But, you know, if they have to have, like, a reason. Sure. Yeah, they have to have a, a reason for there to be some more tension in an entire episode about people being tense and yeah and this episode also makes me realize like 
we're only in season two and Glee's already making a big deal about bringing recurring characters back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's already a plot line that feels stale. And considering how much of Glee is left, that's (laughs) not a good sign. It is not. We've already had several big name stars return a number of times. Yeah. Um, without really leaving an impact on the show. Yeah. And it's they get less effective every time they bring them back. I mean, they do. Yeah. They, there are few cases where I feel like they're worked into the storylines in a way that makes me go, "Oh, that was a really good usage of them." Who Who is that? Um, Adina Menzel. Oh yes. Okay, I get you there. I'm, I'm gonna say that was a good case of Glee bringing like a character back in a way that genuinely seemed to be like tied in. Yes, uh, that seems fair. I I will agree with that. And I'm sure Mav would too, right? De- Mav definitely yeah. loves extraneous characters on this show. Absolutely, her yeah. faith. Um, but yes, here having April Rhodes appear out of nowhere and act like we're gonna lose the one of the main focal points of the show just seem a little oh my goodness that was so cute i've heard that sound before uh it yes it does seem a little far-fetched to ask the audience to believe that will schuster would ditch before nationals um yeah i mean now i think we do need to discuss that mav was definitely worried that her favorite character was going to be leaving um, and she thought she was quite upset. She was really yeah. upset, and it's partly why she's not here today. And she really, she really thought that this expounded on Will Schuster's inner life, and really gave us a better sense of who he is as a person. So I think she said that the only way that she felt like this could have been done well is if he got the spinoff on Broadway that she was dying for. Yes, end. she yes, she was definitely looking like, for that. A show that is just all Will Schuster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. White guy rapping <laughs> every other scene. She was definitely going to take a job on that show too, which was going to be really great for her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but alas, she couldn't have it. We can't can't all achieve our dreams. We cannot. We cannot. Um, yeah. Now, of course, the Glee Club finds out that Will has been entertaining other options, and uh, they get mad about it. But it doesn't matter because nothing happens. Wouldn't it have been hilarious, though, if he had just fucked off? I mean, that would have been. I would have been okay with that. Yeah, if he had just... (laughs) It's like, actually, you guys, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. And I'm leaving. That would have been been interesting. That would have been okay. Like, who... I'm just going to take an aside here. In your, like, dream fan casting, who would you have had come in to leave the fleet club? Oh. Uh, hmm. I was not prepared to to think of people. Yeah, I'm just throwing that at you. <laughs> I have an answer for you. Okay, is it? But I want to see if you come to that answer on your own. Oh, um, is it someone who has been on the show? Yes. Okay. Well, not okay. yet. Oh, not yet. Interesting, because that's like so many people. Um, hmm, someone to come in and take over the role of Will Schuster. Uh, what if they just replaced him and still called him Will Schuster? <laughs> okay, that would be funny. Oh, well, Matt Bomer. 
Yes, I, I was yes. immediately in yeah, my head okay. imagining yeah. out of work yeah, yeah. actor Cooper Anderson just like <laughs> scribbling his resume on construction paper and yes. being like, you're hired. Well, I don't even think he'd like put down a resume. He'd just walk in and be like, I'm here and yeah. we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And that would give Blaine more of a reason to switch schools. I or, mean, yeah, Lee could have. Maybe less of a reason. Yeah. You could have had, no, more of a reason because uh, he would have an irrational jealousy storyline in which he thinks that um, Cooper's trying to steal his boyfriend. Yes, this is fair, and I've read that fic. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, and I would have been fine with it. Would have that is a love triangle I would have been behind. Yep. Yeah. Wait, I'm gonna need a minute to think about this. Yeah. So there's my distracting um, <laughs> aside. Yes, I think that would have been actually really funny if. And what a great way to introduce a family member instead of just being like surprise. Honestly, yeah. Like. Here's someone with the skill set and the lack of work, too. I mean, if Lee actually liked to see things like that, having, like, an episode or two where um, the viewer slowly learns that it's Blaine's brother, but, like, doesn't know Cooper works there and Kurt doesn't know yeah. that it's Cooper, would have actually been great. Do we, do we know? At, yeah, I think we know at this point in the show that Blaine's last name is Anderson, right? Do we? I don't I don't know actually. Maybe not. Because that would have been funny if this out of work actor Cooper Anderson shows up and the audience doesn't <laughs> yet know that Blaine's last name is Anderson. Yeah. That would be because good. then you would get a slow realization of like he would do something that Kurt clocks <laughs> as a family trait. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I need a moment to think about this alone. Need to need to start writing that fake. <laughs> it's too, <laughs> it's too late. Well, this has been a great podcast. I'm gonna yeah. be going now. <laughs> and uh we'll see you in a couple months. Join us next week for a live writing session in which <laughs> uh you don't hear anything but the sound of typing. <laughs> That's cute that you think they'd actually be typing. <laughs> uh, staring blankly at a word doc. That is that is the true writing process. It really is, honestly. Um, anyway, the actual episode. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. So, the Sue, are our always nemesis Sue, well, not always, because sometimes she's not, yeah. um, has brought back the school newspaper, The Muckraker, which is truly a great name for a, a newspaper. Yeah, I actually like that. And it seems to just be nothing but blind items, which is a nice nod to yeah. real life. For the Glee writers, only <laughs> knew about blind items in terms of journalism. Yes, exactly. So Sue uses the muckraker to spread some more rumors about various Glee club members and, uh, you know get some more backstabbing and gossip running because not nearly enough of that happens. Yep. Concurrently, uh, we have some some secretive nonsense going on with Sam, who gets uh, who gets a storyline finally, a real storyline. Uh, and people seem to be a little concerned that he has been meeting in secret at a motel with various Glee Club members. 
because that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Because these kids have the money to like hook up in motels. Yeah, really. Where did they think that was coming from? <laughs> instead of just like each other's basements. Like true Americans. Yeah. Um, so how does the the blob go here? There's so it's people are now well, everyone is worried that Quinn is cheating on Finn with Sam because they saw her someone's someone told the muckraker that they saw Quinn leaving Sam's motel room and Finn believes it I I will say this is one point in Finn's favor because he knows that he stole Quinn from Sam exactly so (laughs) so maybe like that one specific anxiety of Finn's is perhaps not entirely unfounded Yes, in this one instance, he's like, well, yes. wait, I did steal his girlfriend. Yeah. And however Quinn has been written, she certainly doesn't maintain loyalty to her romantic partners. No. no which is because the writers hate her. Yeah, the writers don't even bother <laughs> to, like, remember who she was dating more than a week ago, much less, yeah. like, what kind of character traits they're giving her by changing yeah. that so often. Yeah, just doesn't matter. Um, concurrently... Rachel wants to do a duet with Finn for nationals, which of course makes Quinn upset because that's her current boyfriend who also used to date Rachel, who stole him from her, from her, from him, from him, from her. Yeah. So that's all going really well. And uh, in the background, Santana is super pissed about being outed. So it's all really going, it's going well, I think. I mean, um, Kurt and Blaine technically are doing fine, even though people do believe that Kurt is cheating on Yes. <laughs> yes, people see Finn, or um, see they're all the same, Sam yeah. in Kurt's jacket and see him leaving, because Rachel and, and Finn do a stakeout, see Kurt leaving Sam's hotel room and, of course, assume something nefarious is going on there as well, because... That's that's the only thing they can think of is cheating because that's all yeah. they know of each other. That there's they have literally zero idea of like, yeah, the nature of who they are as people outside of who is cheated on who. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now I I do appreciate Finn being like, how could Kurt do that to Blaine, when they've met each other like once? Yeah. He you know really still. Well, man, I'm just imagining. Uh, They've all seen uh, Blaine's picture in Kurt's <laughs> locker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So clearly they're drawing a lot from that. They are. And yes, that's a, a lovely scene where Rachel confronts yeah. Kurt at his locker saying, like, how could you do this? And, and there's Kurt this just, eight by ten. Yeah. And Kurt does Kurt give just that. doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't care at all. And he gives that excellent, often gift face. His yes. bitch what face. So that that's nice. And, you know, while this is all happening, uh, Artie goes full douchebag and decides to confront, well, ask Britt if she's cheating on him. And she says that she can't because it doesn't count when it's two ladies. So, you know. I have issues with, but we can come back. No, no, we can go right into that because that's kind of the whole point of the scene, right? Yeah, it's just the characterization of Brittany that's like... We're supposed to be taking her seriously mm-hmm. as a character who's in multiple explicitly sexual relationships with characters. Mm-hmm. 
who lacks a basic comprehension of you know many things that are required to give consent yes like if she's so naive that she doesn't understand that sex with a woman is still sex then she probably shouldn't be having sex with anyone yep yeah that does seem that does seem like it to me if you can't distinguish then maybe and and maybe your partners should understand this and not be you know i mean I generally like Santana and you, you have to accept in Glee that they're going to write all these characters badly sometimes, mm-hmm. but I really didn't like how they did this episode. No, not at all. Especially when you've got specifically with those two characters. Yeah. yeah especially you've got Artie just straight up calling, well, going full possessive yeah. and then calling her stupid. If I know that you spend even a little time sharing yourself with someone else, that there's one other person in your life that can provide for you things that I'm supposed to provide. It's just too much for me to take. And Santana knows that. She's taking advantage of it to break us up. No, everybody thinks she's a bad person, but she's not. God, Brittany, why are you so stupid? Yeah, I mean, Artie definitely had, like... I'm trying to think of how like how to phrase it. Kind of nice guy douchebag syndrome. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, well, you're so much hotter than me. Mm-hmm. You're so much, you know... Compliments, I say in, like air quotes, but, uh, using them to try and manipulate her. Yeah. It's the, um, who are those guys? The, the shitty incel guys of like the backhanded compliments. Yep. It is. It's complimenting her to make her feel worse about herself. Like you're too hot for me. So you need to be less hot. And how could and I'm, I hate this is my inner Kevin fan coming out. I hate that this is the material he was given to work with with Artie a lot of times. Y- yes, agreed. Because I mean, he can do more than this, I think. Yeah. Or should be able to try. Yeah, he should at least be able to try. <laughs> should be given the option of not uh, calling his on-screen girlfriend stupid yeah. and then making her cry for no real reason. Yeah. For no reason, yeah. Because, I mean, Brittany was, she was choosing to stay in a relationship with him. Yeah, and she has, like, twice now. Yeah. Which I think, I think they're only doing that to keep the Santana coming out storyline going. Yeah, that makes sense. Because we see her and Santana together more than you ever see her and Artie. So it's hard to get a feeling that they're in a relationship where you get that feeling from Santana and Britt. So, you know. Yeah, I, I also have a lot of issues with the Santana coming out storyline, but that bridges multiple episodes. So. It does. It does indeed. Yeah. It's one of the um, things that that's... actually crosses episodes. It is, yeah. And I'm glad they did that, even if I disagree with, you know, how they did it in many ways. Yes, exactly. As with many things about uh, yeah. the Glee, where you're like, oh, it almost worked. It almost worked, yeah. The other big rumor mill swirling is what the fuck is going on with Sam? Um, And we do get some actual fact backstory about his his family situation. Yeah, and I I like like that. I do too, because it's one of the ones that felt more realistic to, like, time and place, where he explained well so once it's revealed that sam is not having affairs with every single cast member he well 
yes. Glee Club member, not cast member. <laughs> that's different. I mean, we can't rule that out. We can't. But, that's you know. a different topic. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, when it's revealed that that is not, in fact, what's going on, and what is going on is that he and his family of um, small children and his parents have had to move into a one-room motel together because his dad lost his job and they lost their house which even what is this 2011 so three years after the financial yeah. crisis is like a super real thing yeah and i i actually appreciated that glee brought in a real world uh problem and a real world event and made it impact a student in a real way like now he has no clothes and they have to share a shower and he has to live out of a fucking motel with his entire family. And that's something that happened to people and still happens. Yeah. Um, I, I wish that, that they had actually given a little more of episode time to that. Yes. But, you know, it's clean. Exactly. Again, they almost did it well. They almost got it. Yeah. Um, again, this is a whole this whole episode I would have liked to have seen played out over like three where the, the yeah, rumors and the, that would have been a good arc. Yeah. Like where the rumors and the tension really have time to build and build and build until it reaches a breaking point. We're all just screaming at each other. I feel like it also would have been nice if it had had enough time to build that the viewer could have like maybe picked up on like some things about Sam. Right. That weren't, you know, like they could tell something was obviously going on, but it wasn't explicitly telling you what, but you knew it wasn't. Yeah, you knew he wasn't what cheating. The other kids were yeah. Yeah. If like he missed a practice because he had to take, he had to pick up his siblings because his parents were mm-hmm. at job interviews or something. Like if there were more signposts along the way of things that were going on with him, of. He didn't, he's failing his classes because he has to take care of his sister and his brother and they don't, you know. Or bringing them to Glee Club. Yeah. Like, you know, making up some reason. Yeah. I mean, that thing at the end, like, with him singing with them was really cute. It was really cute, Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, I totally. So that that would have It would have been nice to get a little more, because I I don't think this comes up again, does it, of. (laughs) I don't think so. Sam was, like, king of one-off, like plot point episodes do you think he's still dyslexic think, yeah I was even, that's the other thing i was thinking of uh, i mean maybe his dyslexia was cured by the financial crisis that's right <laughs> well he's only legally allowed to have one interesting character trait at a time yes so otherwise the actor gets paid dyslexia more. had to be cured so he could be poor <laughs> Dyslexia fell, so or dyslexia walked, so being poor could run. Yeah. Uh, actually, him poor gay Sam is just buried in a ditch somewhere. I was, gonna, I was gonna say, actually, Sam being queer walked or yeah. crawled, so dyslexic Sam could walk, so poor Sam could run. Yeah. Yeah. So, in order, are, are we missing anybody's um to do other? I mean, Emma gets her um, her her shit together a little bit in this episode. She's been going to therapy and taking her medication, yeah. so that's nice. She gets a reprieve from 
getting wolfified. Yeah, even I more. appreciate any time we get to see Emma and like something has happened that's not directly because of Chu. Yes. Even though I know Mav would disagree exactly. with that, because Mav is a firm believer that women can only develop emotionally as a result of the men that want to touch them with their dick. Well, that's just fact. Yeah, so I'm sorry, Mav. That's not even a pin. Yeah. I know I'm... She's not here to tell you that, yeah. but we really want to express her opinions for her. I mean, we have to... She has to be spiritual. Yes, that women... She's spiritually here in um, Chu's storylines, where the true heart of the show lies. Sorry to anyone who likes him. No. Not sorry. Fuck you guys. (laughs) If you're still listening to this, after all we've said about Mr. Shu. If there are any diehard Mr. Shu stands that want to come and speak their piece, we're going to have to make a sign a waiver first, but... But you can feel free to come make your case. You can come to our studio. I've got a bottle of red wine today. I've got a Trenta coffee. I know. Well, I'm sad. So, (laughs) um, I guess at some point we should address the actual, the music in this episode, since it is based on Fleetwood Mac's Rumors Um, album. I, I like Fleetwood Mac. I am not... I think quite as big a fan. I was gonna say if you said um, you didn't. Yeah, I mean I do. I'm just not as familiar. That's fine. I ju- I liked, uh, I like episodes that are, well, no, that's not true. I can't say that. Since I like episodes that go off of one album, but it doesn't always work. I liked that they used this album, and tried to make it thematically relevant to the Glee Club's rumor mill. If they yeah. had just extended it, because this just seems like a reason to use Fleetwood Mac, which is fine because I fucking love the songs. Um, And some of them were really good and uh, others were great. (laughs) Uh, Except for, you know, whenever Will sings, which I know Mav is going to argue with. I mean, her biggest complaint about the episode is going to be he didn't have enough songs. He didn't. This is very true. Yeah. And and neither really did, did Rachel for her. She will be happy that Blaine didn't mm-hmm. have any songs, though, because I know I know she has issues later on in the show yes. when Darren gets, like, the majority of solos, yeah. Too many solos? I know. I know it's yeah. really a, it's a sore point for her. Um, but we'll, talk, we'll, we'll, we'll air those grievances yep. when we get to them. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what was your favorite? My favorite song? No, just your favorite in life. Oh, see... I want to say really good dark chocolate with orange, but that's because I'm having a specific craving. Coffee. and That's fair. That's fair. A day where it's raining Coffee. and I don't have anywhere to be. Those are my favorites in life. Nice. That's legit. That's, that's good. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, I liked wow. Finn and Quinn singing together in this episode. I don't, I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. I know. I know. I don't know how to respond to this. I don't know how to deal with it. I I will say you should know by now I have a secret soft spot for Quinn because Diana is very pretty. Sure. Um, That's legit. In this specific episode, I enjoyed both of them getting to be kind of assholes through a song because, like, Finn with Rachel is way too, like... Overpowered? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
And I don't think Diana or um, Corey were like the best singers ever, but I think this song, like they were evenly matched for it and that made it kind of fun to listen to. Uh, yes, that I agree with. And I did enjoy their um, their face journeys throughout the yeah, song they, as they like mugged at each other. acted a little too, which is also another thing that I enjoy about Finn singing with someone who isn't Rachel because they were like the, like, I don't like saying this, but they were like the romantic heartbeat of the show. So a lot of their stuff was like sappy or like we're in love mm-hmm. or we're pining. It was nice to see Finn and Quinn just get to be like bitchy at each other through a song. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. To have a little something different happening yeah. in the songs. Agreed. That's always a good, that's a nice bonus, is when things feel a little different without being yeah. out of character. And those moments are nice, like, just um, as a, like, breather in an episode full of tropes that you've seen before. Yes, that is very true. I, I liked Songbird. And the songbirds are singing like they know the score and I love you I love you I love you like never before because Santana sings pretty yes she does and uh I like never going back again because I like the song and I like how they bring in the guitars to mimic the original like where it comes in the episode and I don't like its purpose but I like if you take the context away from the song yeah I like how I mean that goes for a lot of Lee songs with me a lot of them I actively try to forget (laughs) what the context was because the song is nice (laughs) are you talking about someone that I used to know oh no no context is fine for that because there's no way the context wasn't (laughs) two men who really want to fuck I don't care what Glee tells me about how unrelated they are that's fair. They had their own Folgers commercial on that stage. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand the message Glee was sending, but I firmly believe that's a message Glee was sending. Yeah, I, we, I would love to talk to somebody. We'll get to that episode, but like, I would yeah. love to talk to somebody who was who was making the decisions there. Like, did you, yeah. did you know that they're brothers or no? I mean... Did that slip your mind? Yeah. Like, you made some choices there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Um, yeah, I don't really have a favorite line for this. Nothing really stood out for me other than if if Kurt's bitch face to Rachel could be a line, that would be my favorite line, but it's silent. Yeah. I mean, we should start, like, allowing that. A favorite face? As a substitute for lines, like, gif of the episode a favorite a favorite gift yeah. yeah we could do that then we could like post it because there are some some expressions that defy language yes yeah exactly as one might defy gravity oh i see what you did there i'm sorry this is why i'm not allowed out of the house you can go your own way i mean it's a good song you can go your own way 
doesn't, you know. Yeah. It's not like Rachel ever goes her own way. No. Which she should. In the way that I am a, um, if you take Draco out of the equation, I am a ship Harry Potter with happiness person. Ah, yes. I am also a ship Rachel with her ambition person. Yeah. yeah. There are some characters in media where I just think, stop dating and make yourself happy. Yeah. And Rachel is one of those where I just, I always go back to her season one of I'm a star and I want my shit. I don't have time for any of this. And then like two episodes later, it disappears yeah, into, that was, but that was a Rachel. I didn't, I won't say I liked her, but I understood her and it was like, yeah, you know, your methods are bad, but yep. you're, I would rather see a overly ambitious, motivated 16 year old girl then I would, you know, who yep. Rachel becomes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so that that is often my problem with these episodes, where it's all about who's dating who and mm. and and whatnot. It's that like Rachel, just just like take some yep. time for yourself. You don't need a man, Rachel. You don't. You don't. You're gonna have a lovely lesbian experience once you get to Niada. Just like let it let it roll um oh we forgot this time that the reason it just struck my mind and i don't know why bouncing off lesbian experience went to this but uh <laughs> we know uh, kurt knows about sam oh right that he got a job delivering pizza because sam delivered pizza to dalton kurt only found out because i Got a job delivering pizzas at night and happened to bring one to Dalton. Yeah, uh, he told us. Which raises two things. Either Blaine remembered Sam and saw Sam and then told Kurt about Sam delivering pizza two hours away. Or Kurt was there having midnight munchies with Blaine. I mean, I'm going to go the midnight munchies route. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I just, what a dick move to order pizza in Westerville from a place in Lima. Like, again, we don't know the actual geography of fake Ohio, but real Ohio, that is too far to order a pizza. Rich boys better have been tipping well. Yes. Like, they're slipping some serious cash for driving all that way. Also, how is the pizza even so hot? It probably wasn't, unless, like, Sam put it in front of the heater in his car. Which, you know what, Sam probably would have. Just, like, turns that up? Yeah. Just, like, holding a blow dryer on it. (laughs) That he's plugged into the... I guess, cigarette cigarette lighter? Yeah. (laughs) Remember, kids, cars used to come with cigarette lighters. That's where you now plug your iPhone into. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a funny, like, offhanded comment that just opens up so many questions. Yeah. And I just want to know. And also, like, it, this this is just me, like, writing a fantasy episode in my head, but 
considering what kind of person Bert is, it would have been a great chance to, like, see Bert and Kurt, like, conspiring to help Sam. Oh, yeah. Especially while, like, not wanting Finn to know because, like, pride and everything. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. That would have been a very, like, a very Bert move. That would have been. And to also hold, like, a a fundraiser at the mechanic shop or something. I just need more Bert. It's been too many episodes since we've seen him. It has been too many episodes. And frankly, I won't stand for it. Even though I can't change it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's basically the whole episode. Yeah. Is they... uh, I mean, not not a lot happens... No, they they not fought and then they of, figured it out. Yeah, not a lot of major significant like things happened. Exactly. Which and again, like not every episode has to have major significant mm-hmm. things, but like the Sam stuff could have been significant. It's just that we don't yeah. hear about it again. It, it should have been. So it, it's been like nice. at at the time maybe you thought, "Oh, here's an important piece of Sam that we've just learned." And then later you're like, "What happened to him being dyslexic and homeless?" Yeah. No? Nothing? He's just going to prom? Cool. Not that I remember much about the prom episode except for the end, but, you know. I am who I am. Yeah, I don't really either. I remember fluffy dresses and Blaine showing up. I remember Rachel and Quinn being kind of homoerotic. Oh, yeah. In the bathroom. Yeah, I think that was this one. Mm Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, we'll get to that. We will. Anyway. That's right. The episode. Do we have, do um, we have anything left to say? Right. Well, well, we have to do a Kleindex and a Kevin scale. And lucky for you, right. I wrote down what we talked about last time. Oh, nice. So we, we had decided that Kevin, because he got a good song, he gets the 2.5 for a solo-ish Right, because it's a Kevin scale and not an Artie. We're not judging the quality of Artie as a person. Exactly. It's the quality of Kevin and his screen time. (laughs) That's right. Uh, And then the Kleindex was a a 1.5 for Blaine spiritually being in the episode and for the midnight. The picture, yeah, the picture in the locker. The picture in the locker, the midnight pizza run, um, and just the, the effervescent concept. That Blaine was there involved. That's right. Because um, uh, we're sad people like that. Yes. But other than that, that's about all I got. Yep. That's that's definitely all I have. Cool. Well, but no. <laughs> yeah. Because we're terrible at ending these. Um, we are. I just. This never... is why we need math back. I know. We need the uh, beginning and the end, and we can take care of the rest. Yeah. I just can't. I don't, okay, bye. I'll talk to you on text so in a minute. We can get her to like pre-record a beginning and an end, <laughs> so in case she ever can't show up. Yeah, we can just. Or it's just like the like robot voice filling in the name of the episode, right? And I'm saying all the rest. Hi, we're talking about Glee episode twelve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, that would be funny and terrible. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so we've got. We have our, our Patreon that I guess we need to, to pimp. We also have social media channels that we could pimp, but, like, you guys know what those are. Um, yeah, we're 
consistent. Yeah. People get the rocks wherever you're looking for us. Yeah. Because if there's another person using that name on a different rando website, like, good for them. I don't know. Yeah. That's sarcasm. Don't do that if it's a legal problem. <laughs> um, we, I think we're up to, like, seven posted mini episodes if you guys want to listen to us talk even more. Um, That's right. But it's a lot more. It's a lot more shady about the actors, frankly. Uh, um, yeah. It's honestly, it's, it's, it it's really just a complaint about Darren Hotline. Yeah, I mean, we do occasionally <laughs> talk about other actors. Yes. But Darren happens to be one of the Glee cast members who, who does things. Does who does things? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. so you know, if you would like to become a patron of our art, this isn't art. That's just denigrating to all art. Um, if you would like to become a patron of our shit talking, <laughs> yes, you can join us um, at at that place, um, and for you know, just come hang out. I don't know. I mean, we are good at that. Also, like if you want to specifically hear us yell about something, uh, we do take suggestions for many episodes oh, yeah. on the Patreon. Absolutely. So yeah, if you, we will be yeah. old women waving our canes in the air. Absolutely. At whatever topic. Yeah. You if want. There's something. Unless it's the relationship between um, Cooper and Blaine Anderson, then yeah, you may not get that might be a for. dangerous precedent to set. But you know what? We'll do it anyway if you ask super nicely. Absolutely. There'll be a flow chart. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna awkwardly hang up because that's the only way we know how to end these. So, um, thanks yep. for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time and I guess that's what you missed on Glee road is just a road, but a Jeep SUV isn't just an SUV. Come see for yourself at the Jeep Start Something New sales event. During Owner Appreciation Month, finance get $3,750 total cash allowance on the purchase of select 2020 Jeep Compass Latitude 4x4 models in dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Jeep Compass Latitude models as of 1-3-2020 in dealer stock. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 2-3-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Whether it's a rear end by a clown car, <laughs> or a grizzly taking a quick dip in a pool. We know home and auto insurance, and we know you could save an average of 20% when you bundle the two. Visit farmers.com or call 1 800 Farmers to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.